It's Manson Mitchell on the weekend with Gary Manson, Suzanne Mitchell. A double shot of good conversation with great guests to power up your day. Manson Mitchell, you're on the air. Thank you, Eric Kramer. Hi, everybody. Happy weekend to you. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. Together, we are Mance and Mitchell in your ears for the hour, and it's our privilege once again to be working alongside one of the foremost baseball aficionados in Puget Sound. That would be tall guy Nathan Miller. How are you today, Nathan? Good morning, Gary and Suzanne, and very happy that the Mariners won their first game in the wild card series because, you know, that's a really important one to get the advantage in, but more importantly, very happy to have you back on the airways following the hurricane so quickly. And to those who are still recovering, our thoughts and feelings go out to them and prayers as well. Thank you very much. We missed our show last week for Hurricane Ian, who came rumbling through, and it was quite the odyssey. First, it was going north of us, then it was hitting us directly, and then it ended up coming in south of us. But it was a ginormous hurricane, 500 miles wide. And so we got plenty of effects of it here. And Gary and I rode it out in our living room, watching the winds go by at 100 miles an hour. And (laughs) (laughs) obviously you're safe and sound and not too impacted. Well, it's just a strange feeling when you look out the window, as I did during the middle of it. I wasn't going outside. There, So I'm watching through the window and you know how flags in a stiff breeze will just be straight, right? They're flying straight because like of on the, wind. the moon, right? Like they're on the moon. That's right. Only these were palm trees in our neighborhood. One couple up here, just a half a block from us, lost three palm trees, tall, mature trees. They were lucky it didn't land on their roof. And we had a few people in our neighborhood who weren't so lucky walking around. You see where one just uprooted and land right on their roof they had a strong roof though because it didn't crack Mm. that was it was an amazing experience i i have been through hurricanes i have been through earthquakes many of them i grew up in southern california and then in seattle i haven't been through a tornado and i don't care to have that experience no now you in the midwest suzanne you know about that because in our our friend jody levon there in minneapolis who's soon to join us there, you know what it is in the Midwest to have storm cellars. Yes. And when I was a child and a, a, a tornado was anticipated in the area, in the Chicago area, they would sound sirens. If the sirens were blaring, you knew to get home and get into a safe place. So even though I didn't experience a tornado directly, I did experience um, sheltering from a tornado. And this was my third hurricane that I've been through, but uh, definitely the worst. And like a, yeah, like an EIS test on the radio, you know, once a week or something like that in the Midwest, they test their sirens. So you'll start hearing that go off. And sometimes it might be during, uh, you know, a rain portion and you might think it's real. That's true. That's true. You didn't grow up in the Midwest, did you? I have family up there. You have family. Yeah. So yes, natural disasters. We talked about that yesterday. If anybody is interested in natural disaster and Hurricane Ian conversation, it's in the archives under (laughs) October 7th. Fun for every girl and boy. Yeah. All right. We have Jody Levon with us. It's always a treat. Did we even count how many times she's been on? Over 20. Uh, I I didn't check it but I will be happy to do so. Well, it's just that she's been with us a lot. You and know, there's a never ending she's demand. one of our favorite people. She's a, a fan favorite, as they say. Fan Delighted favorite, to have one of our favorites. Yeah, on Zoom here, she's looking good, too. 
Jody Levon, the happy medium, has been a corporate psychic and intuitive coach for over three decades, and she doesn't look that old. She's also the author of the Happy Medium book series. She's the resident psychic on Minnesota's Twin Cities Live, her television. Her unique approach to her work appeals to a mainstream audience as well as the more metaphysically minded. Her website is theintuitivecoach.com, and it's a good place to check out more about Jody Levon. Welcome back to Manson Mitchell. Jody, one of our favorite people who we've met. Yes, we've met in person and actually a couple of times, haven't we? And we've been longtime friends since 2009. I was looking back. Yeah, it's it's wonderful to be here. I'm delighted to be here. I love your show. I love the energy. I love who listens to this and who tunes in from all over. Actually, I get emails from people that are listening from all over the place. So it's pretty cool. You draw your own to you, Jody. I think that's a lot of what it is. There, you're the pole star for a lot of people and deservedly so. Jody, I want to throw something at you. It's completely off the wall here, but there is a point. I'll get to it, hopefully sooner rather than later. There's an old Marx Brothers joke, and that is a couple of uh, guy guy and his uh, brother. Guy and his brother goes in to see a psychiatrist, and they say, "Doc, you got to help me. My brother thinks he's a chicken." There, and the psychiatrist says, "Your brother thinks he's a chicken. Why didn't you bring him in to see me before this?" And the guy says, "We needed the eggs." There, so when you get that, that is borscht belt humor. That is that is quintessentially Jewish vaudevillian comedy, and I'm bringing it up to you in order to say this: things are what they are until they either blend in or, in a worst case scenario, collide with other cultures. So I talked to somebody who's a walking encyclopedia of Hollywood history. There And what he said to me recently in a conversation was, it may be that borscht belt comedy, which is the kind I most prefer, to me, that's a solid winner every time. Generations of people, you know, worked in the Catskills, worked in vaudeville, became great comedians, and almost all of them were Jewish. And so I asked him about that. Do you think that's going to go away? Jackie Mason died some months ago, and he said, you know, I'm afraid that I think maybe eventually that's just going to go away. That's that's not going to be um, trendy. It's not going to be acceptable. Not that people reject it, but they just won't click with it. And I thought, what's the larger issue there? What could that be? And I got thinking about you. Not that you're a borscht belt comedian, but you are. <laughs> no, I do have you, that kind of hair. You can. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Which is why we never interviewed Harpo because he doesn't say anything on radio. That's a bad thing. <laughs> but when when it comes to when it comes to Jewish culture, and the gentleman I was speaking with is Jewish, he said, "You know, there's going to come a time when when you look at the the infinitesimal." number of Jews in the world and the outsized influence they have in every avenue of progress that humanity has made. They are civilizers. They create civilizations. They advance whole civilizations, even though your numbers are very small. It's an outsized influence and very remarkable. And I thought, if if we lose, the Borscht Belt comedians, like, that's out of fashion someday, and I mourn that possibility. And then someone like yourself, you're a medium, 
You present yourself very well. You're internationally known. You write books. And yet you're Jewish. And a friend of mine, another friend, a mutual friend of Suzanne's and mine said, you know, Jewish people really don't believe that. There we did this idea that you talk to the dead and then when you die, you go and there's a spirit world and so forth. That's, that's not in the liturgy as it were. And I thought, how interesting that something like that, if you become aware at your level of consciousness, Jody, that we don't die in any final sense, our soul, our spirit moves on to another realm where we have, if anything, an expanded awareness, an ability to see the big picture. There are hardcore religionists of every stripe, and the Jewish religion, Judaism is no exception to this, there's a tendency to say, if we are like the other guys too much, we run the risk of assimilation. And in the Jewish world, assimilation is really bad news because you don't have great numbers in strictly population terms. So to assimilate almost seems like you're watering down your own religion. And I thought, huh, I wonder what Jody would think about something like that, because you had an experience that ran contrary to your upbringing into Jewish tradition when you were passing a graveyard. I think you were in the car with your mom and you looked over and you had an experience that showed you there's a whole other way to look at life. Yeah, well, there's a lot to unpack in what you just said, and I love it. So the first thing I want to do is say I've spoken to so many rabbis. And I've actually talked to priests and ministers about the Torah, because, of course, the first books are the Torah, in your religion or Christianity, rather, is the Torah. And then the book two is what I refer to it as the newer testament, right? The New Testament. So there is no mention of mediums and maybe life after life exactly in the Torah, but in the Mishnah, which is like the commentary is my understanding. It's called the Mishnah. There's a lot of talk about it. And then there's mentions mention of rabbis who were mediums. So there's a lot of this talk in the more spiritual end, the Kabbalistic end of Judaism about mysticism. And it, of, of course, is what I'm so drawn to is the mystic part of it. So I'm very much, uh, we keep kosher here. I mean, I observe the holidays and I'm a spiritual person. And I love the Torah. I find so many spiritual things in the Torah. I think it's the way that you look at it. And as far as, as far as even the humor that you were talking about, I think that what's happening with our humor and our people, the kids now, is it's morphing. Like the humor, the vaudeville humor is morphing into something else, but it still has that aspect to it. So it will never go away. Funny, that kind of funny never will go away. That that speaking the truth and making it funny. I mean, a lot of Jews were comedians because there was so much tragedy, and everybody knows a lot of comedians have had tragic lives, right? So I'm not worried about it going away, but I, I like the raw stuff like you do. I like that raw humor a lot. I don't know. I'm watching my kids and I'm seeing how things that I loved when I was their age or even younger is morphing into something that's a cousin of it. So I have faith in that. And I have faith that Judaism will never go away, but it is changing. There are a lot of people marrying outside of the religion. There are a lot of people marrying outside of the religion and raising their children Jewish. So it's, I guess that that's yet to be had. I just sit in my own faith at this point and at my age. I'm like, I know where I'm at. I know what I've taught my children. 
I know what feels peaceful to me in everything, in politics, religion, everything. And I'm going to go from there. I'm not going to assume somebody should think like me. I'm just going to move forward and I'm going to move into the light. That's all I want to do is move into the light. Not, like not cross over right now. <laughs> Came close. No, no, not. no, not that kind of move into the no, light. No, but yeah. like into yeah. the light of thinking like that's the way you think. As long right. as you're not throwing your mud on me and I'm not getting dirty, that's all right. You can do what you do, but this is my world and this is my life and I want to help make the world a better place. And that is part of the Torah, is, is doing things to make the world a better place. I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. Tikkun olam, making the world a better place. That's so much of the Torah for me. And that's what I do every single day. I do, I do acts of God, as they would say, things that I think God would say, that's wonderful. And I do it because it feels good to me. I don't do it because I read it somewhere. I do it because it feels good to me. Yuri and I had that conversation recently, uh, Jody, about, um, you know, doing good works. I mean, you, you can, um, you know, have a life where it's very, very self-centered and, you know, what do I enjoy and, you know, what, how can I make myself happy? But it seems to me oftentimes when you're doing things for others, there's a much deeper kind of happiness, uh, a real satisfaction about being in the world and connected with others that you don't get when you're just trying to fulfill your own needs. You mentioned the word mysticism. I love the word mystic and I love the word mysticism. And when you said it, I was wondering if you feel like that's interchangeable with metaphysical spirituality. Are they the same or is there a difference between mysticism and metaphysical spirituality? I think they're related, but they're not exactly the same. I've always identified myself as a mystic long before I was ever writing books. I always, in fact, I always referred to myself as mystic me. <laughs> so the mysticism, do you ever read the book, The Mists of Avalon? I love that book. Oh, boy, I wish I could remember the lady who wrote it. She was amazing. She's written so many different books. The Mists of Avalon is an amazing book, and it's a lot about mysticism and goddesses, meaning the female um, Shekinah. The, 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 I think you call them nuns now, like people who worked in the world to bring the world more light and more healing and more love, and that was their job. And I feel like that's a mystic thing to do. I, I think there's a difference. And, you know, one of them is more broad and talks a lot about life after life and spirits and ghosts and hauntings. And mysticism, for me, is more about the movement inside of myself. The closer I am to my consciousness raising and being connected to all that is. So when I do something fun, I like to connect with all that is. That's why, that's why I do the things that I do. I and mean, it's probably selfish, really, because it feels good for me to do nice things. It's, it's selfish. That's good selfish. When we were preparing for today's show, you brought up a term that Gary and I were not familiar with. And so I wanted to ask you, since we're talking terms, mysticism and metaphysical spirituality, what is spiritual bypassing? What is that? So it was coined by a psychologist and he was a Buddhist teacher and an author, I believe it was an author, John Wellwood. And it's like the habit of using spiritual concepts, you know, different practices that we have to avoid facing our junk, our unresolved emotional issues, the stuff we stuff. 
it's a way for us to sort of blame and shame ourselves in some cases, and it's toxic. Anytime you use something spiritual, which is beautiful, against yourself or someone else, it's toxic. So it would be, and I can say firsthand, because I did it when I first was diagnosed with breast cancer last year, that I did something wrong. I must have done something wrong. I must have thought something wrong. I must have done something wrong to bring this upon myself, though I would never have thought that about anybody else. I was doing it to myself, and that was spiritual bypassing because it stood in the way of me saying, hey, wait a minute. I live on a planet where we poison the air, the water. The animals are poisoned because they live in it, and sometimes we feed them poison, and we digest that, and a predisposition with my family for breast cancer. So the spiritual bypassing got in the way of me moving through that and beating myself up. So people do it all the time. Some people do it where they're, God forbid, in a car crash, but they think they're too evolved to be upset about it or too evolved to fix somebody else's car, just too evolved. It's baloney. And I think a lot of us do it. And I didn't know I did it. And I got full face. Wow. (laughs) I got it thrown in my chest. How's that? So yeah. I, I've done a lot of work to not do it, and I'm studying it. So I can't say I'm, I'm, I perfectly understand this, but I do know every time I think I shouldn't be having a response because it's not a very high-level response, that's spiritual bypassing. We had read something, and I, I'm not going to be able to source it right this second, but we read something in the last month or two about how people will attribute uh, things that happened to them. It was uh, meaningful coincidences. They will attribute coincidences to the divine and even highly, highly, highly educated, intelligent people will say, Oh, that happened because that was arranged by, you know, the, the angels or the spirit guides or, or God that they made that happen. And, and this, the person who wrote the book said the reason that so many intelligent people will attribute coincidences to a higher power is it makes them feel cared for and loved by something outside themselves. And that really made me smack my head and think about that, is that we don't think that we can heal ourselves. We don't think that we are in charge of our lives. We're just, you know, hanging out around here and somebody else, somebody smarter than me must be in charge of my life. And yet, you know, when you take that responsibility, you you figure out it's up to me. It's up to me to take care of myself, you know, mentally, physically, and emotionally. What, what, what do you, how do you, you know, take that? So- if, 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 do you mind if I read you something very short that I wrote at three no, in the morning no. a few months ago? No yes. one is immune to the dark and light of life. I'm even more convinced now than ever post breast cancer diagnosis <clears throat> that we can steer the wheel, pump the brakes and hit the gas in life. And all that makes a huge difference, but we don't build every road. There are some constructed long before we were born. Our job is to navigate and enjoy what we can of the ride. So it's a team effort. There are some yeah, things yeah. that are just going to be, and there's not much that we can do about it. It's what we do 
with what we get that makes the biggest difference in our lives. And we are in charge of a lot, but we're not in charge of everything. And I think I, I, my, cha- my idea of the law of attraction has altered slightly. I've always known it's the way that we respond to things that holds the most power. I didn't realize how solidly some things are decided before we're here. Were they decided by a higher part of us? Very likely. Us, God, our guides, our angels. Nevertheless, some things are just going to be, and it's what we do with it that matters the most versus blaming ourselves or blaming somebody else that it happened. You can think the most amazing thoughts and drink the most beautiful organic teas and never eat an animal in your life. And you're still going to have, can I say the word crap? Uh, yes. yes, I think that's you can still okay have with that the stuff. FCC. <laughs> yeah, you can still have that in your life. That's part of being mm-hmm. here. We are here to evolve as souls. If you meet somebody who's never had a problem, there's not a lot of evolution going on there. We are here to evolve. And the things that are put on our path, either by us or somebody else, helps us evolve as souls, helps the color of our soul deepen, become brighter. Our lives become more enriched. Which isn't to say everybody that's had tragedy has a more enriched life. It means you have something happen to you, you go through your stuff about it. You clear your baggage. So it's carry on instead of having to check it. And you just keep moving. So you can enjoy your life because that's more fun. I have more fun talking to people that have been through things. I have more in common with them, but I have more fun talking to them because a lot of times they're not the ones that are embittered. So who gets bitter? I think we get bitter when we do spiritual bypassing and we get stuck thinking it's our fault or somebody else's fault or placing blame instead of saying, this stinks. I'm working it through. I'm going to get the most I can out of it and I'm going to keep moving. You know, another thing that I've learned in the last year is we, we definitely aren't here forever. And there are things that we all want to accomplish, whether we're conscious of it or not. And to get moving and do it, not think about doing it tomorrow, but doing it today. Apologize to that person today. Forgive that person today. Go have lunch with somebody that you cared about a long time ago and you don't think you treated very well and you want to say, I'm sorry, I didn't treat you very well. Do things that makes you feel enriched inside and you'll have a better life. Don't wait till tomorrow to do those things. Now, some people want to climb a mountain, which is lovely, see another part of the world, which is lovely. And I want to do all of those things. But the things that I want to do the most have to do with my spirit and and loving other people and letting them know that I love them and cleaning up the junk in my house. So I don't carry that energy around. I love that. I love that. Boy, you, you hit my hot button with cleaning out the stuff of the house when we were preparing for Hurricane uh, Ian, it came up rather suddenly as hurricanes go. Sometimes, you know, a week or 10 days in advance, it actually came up very quickly. It wasn't named until Friday and it hit on Wednesday. And so Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday were the four days of cleaning everything, everything, everything from the outside because anything that's left could be a missile coming through the windows. And so all the furniture came in, all the potted plants got moved, any little sculptures that were outside, anything that was loose had to be 
secured and had to be put somewhere. And when it was all over and it was quiet, it was time to put it back. And I said, I I don't want to put all these things back and move them in and move them out. Some things I just want to let go of and have less and have it be simpler. So Uh, we're going to get you some water at the break. That sounds like a good idea. (laughs) First law of radio is hydration. Don't believe what they tell you. (laughs) We're uh, two minutes out from our break. So uh, let me ask you, uh, Jody, in in front of God and Montel Williams and who else is listening (laughs) there. We just (laughs) if it's a, a if you're in the mood, if you're in the zone, if you're in the groove, we would love it if you would take a few phone calls from people who might want to hear from loved ones on the other side. I'm getting a big thumbs up, thumbs up here. It, it looks to me like we have approval all the way directly from Minnesota. The story is apparently official. Jody Levon will be doing some messages afterward. Therefore, if you want to avail yourself of her very finely honed services going about over 30 years now, She's an extraordinary medium. That's one, but only one reason why we love to have her back with us again and again and again. You can give us a call and we have a couple of numbers for you to use. And if you want to hear from somebody on the other side, no guarantees, any medium will tell you that, but you never know who wants to touch base with you. Therefore, give us a call, one of two lines. You can call really from anywhere if you dial 425 373-5527. Let me repeat that. 425-373-5527. Or how about calling us in Western Washington on the 800 line, 1-800-888. Oh, it is an 888. I haven't used this thing in so long. I'm wondering, (laughs) the person I get on the line will be Alexander Graham Bell. There, but if we, 1-888-298-5527. Six, nine. There we go. Okay. So if you want to give us a call, it's been a while since we did that. We were traveling and there's a hurricane and and sometimes the brain cells don't stitch together and create synapses appropriately. And I forget a dang phone number. And then my doctor will say, you're getting toward that age. Well, I don't like to believe that malarkey. So I'm just a guy that occasionally forgets a phone number, but I digress. We would love to have you call up because Jody Levon is outstanding at what she does. And if you want to know, someone on the other side might have answers. And Jody is the telephone from eternity to you. We'll take a break. And when we come back, we hope to have some full phone lines so that we may be at your service today. Thanks so much for listening to Manson Mitchell. We'll be back after a short break right here on AM 1150. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure. Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to manceandmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Mance and Mitchell show page at facebook.com slash Mitchell. If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance Mitchell. 
Join Gary and Suzanne Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for an unusual show that covers everything from personal growth to the paranormal. Here's an amazing act. Here's a tremendous act. Here's a startling act. The amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world-famed, most unusual novelty act. The home of the A-Team of Alternative Talk is ManceAndMitchell.com. Heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM or streaming live from your computer anywhere. Terry Loving wants to help you with your online marketing challenges right now. She has several courses she is giving away to help you get your business working for you online. Yes, giving away. WordPress websites are her specialty, yet her technical skills go way beyond that. Check out her blog at terryloving.com or email her directly at terry at terryloving.com. That's terry at terryloving.com. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed Pamela Kramer, whose work with independent filmmakers serves as a creative backdrop to her new vocation as a healing energy worker. On Saturday, Ramananda John Welshans, who studied with Ram Das, returns to share his thoughts about the consciousness and the state of the planet today. Bringing you fascinating talk since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Need help getting started with self-help? You came to the right place. Alternative Talk, 1150. Welcome back to Manson Mitchell and one of our most favorite people, Jody Levon. This is her 27th visit oh my to goodness, our she's show. Headed toward the big magic number of 30. That's she wonderful. is. She's rapidly heading there. Jody, That's her theme song, too. We bring that every time she comes on, we want to play that. An anthem from the 70s. <laughs> Jody, our lines are full. Are you prepared to talk to some nice people? I am. Absolutely. Absolutely. And some nice spirits if they're there. But if they're not, I'll just talk to the nice people. Okay. Our first caller is Marie from Seattle. Marie, say hello to Jody Levon. Hi, Jody. Hi, Marie. Thanks for calling it in. Yes. So do you um, have a question or you just um, want me to start talking? Just start talking. Okay. Uh, do you say your name? Uh, Maureen. Marie. Okay, so you're an incredibly deep thinker, and you're a deep feeler, actually. People would more, they would, they would recognize that you're a deep feeler, you're a deep thinker, too. You your intellect comes around in a circle, you don't go straight shot when you say something, you go around and and offer a lot of details It throws people off a little bit doesn't matter what you're bringing is really cool. But you're a big feeler, so much so that I feel like you you take on things that are not yours. And they kind of land in your belly. Does that make sense to you? That makes total sense. (laughs) So here's something that you can do. Laugh if you will. Uh You say what's mine is mine. What's yours is yours. And when you say that, you allow the things that do not belong to you, that do not serve you to just fall out. Just imagine like puffs of smoke leaving your right above your belly button, things that don't belong to you because you can't fix it. And you're a fixer. So if you know that you can't fix other people's stuff, why carry it? Just let it go. What's mine is mine. What's yours is yours. That, my friend, should be your new mantra. I really like that. Did anybody come through from the other side? So there's a woman, and she's sort of leaning on, she's showing me a picture of leaning on a wall, and she looks young to me. I initially thought she was your mom, but I'm not sure. I know she's related to you or was close to you. Is your mom on the other side? Yes, she is. Uh Uh-huh. 
And were you guys friends at a certain point? Maybe at the end, was there oh. like a shocking thing that like brought you closer? Um, we were definitely closer. There were some events before she died that, yeah. That's what she's saying. Yeah. And she's saying you were the mother, like you turned into the one yeah. that solved these problems. And she said it was good for you. She's, she's using the word gumption. She's mm. saying you have gumption. I like that. Gumption. Yeah. Yeah. And she wants you to know she's okay. Did she suffer with a little blue blues? Did she get sort of depressed? Towards the end, yes, because my, my dad passed first, and she, she missed yeah, she said she was like time. in this, she, you know, when you walk into a room, this think, everybody think back years ago when people could smoke in restaurants and bars, and you would walk in and there'd be this gray haze. Blech. And that's what she feels like happened after he died or during that his passing is like this gray haze of smoke came in and she could never quite see clearly after that. And you were her eyes. Ooh, just gives me chills. That's what she's giving me is that you were her eyes oh. and she wants you to know she appreciates it. And she's learning to stand on her own on the other side. So she's, she's, she's much more of a grounded force there. And as much as she loves your father, she's learning to, to, she's learning to sort of love, her own spirit and the she's showing me like the outsides, her boundaries with it. Like she's loving herself. Aww. I think oftentimes we're as moms, we're taught to love our children, our families and give everything to that, but not a mu much to us. And she's learning to give to herself. And her message to you is actually gratitude. She just has a lot of gratitude and she wants you to stand up and speak up for yourself. Stop holding those things in your mouth. Speak up. Oh, I love it. Thanks a lot. Yeah, Thank you, so Marie. Welcome. That was a great Thank message. You. Thank you. Bye-bye. Appreciate Thank your you. call. Thanks Thank for the you. Call. That was great. Great. Great first call to have. But now we must deal with the Y chromosome. Yes, we do. Wild and woolly. Unrestrained. Jeff calling from Kent, Washington. Hello, <laughs> uh, hi, Jeff. Jeff. Say hello, hello. to Jody Levon. Hi. hi. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm doing pretty good today. So do you want, do you have a question or do you want me to just talk? Well, just open up I don't know if it's a question, but I struggle a lot. I struggle with emotions, feelings, money, you name it. I worry a lot. I'll just. Yes, I can that feel that. There. It's like you, okay. I'm sure you've heard the term, you take things too personally. First, first of all, I want to tell you, I don't like that term and I understand it, but I don't like that term. But what happens is, is your boundaries are skewed. So you don't always know whose pain you're feeling or whose responsibility something is. So wow. it, it where your space begins and where it ends. Does that make sense to you? So no, if somebody's in a bad mood, right. I feel like you wear the bad mood and you don't get yeah. that you're wearing the bad mood, but it is not your bad mood, honey. It's their <laughs> bad mood. And so yeah. that's where you have to have some boundaries and know where your space begins and ends. And one of the biggest things that you should know is you deserve to be happy and have your joy. So that's not a guilt thing that you should go find happiness because happiness is really that joyful feeling inside of you. And then you go do things that bring you more. You deserve to feel your joy. And if, if I were sitting with you, I would say, sit, will you please write that down for yourself. You deserve to have your joy and to feel your joy. You get joy. You are deservant of that joy. That's your joy. And you can deal with your own sadness and your own stuff, but make sure that you're not taking on somebody else's. Make sure yeah. that if you have a friend over and that they're really, they're really upset 
or let's say that they're feeling literally, maybe they're drained because they don't have a lot of energy. They decided that they're not going to eat animal anymore, which is just lovely, but they're not doing a lot to give themselves a different kind of protein and they feel weak. Then you start to feel weak. You're very empathic. So that means you yeah. have to have better boundaries for yourself because you're not helping. I feel like yeah. you're, you tell yourself, well, I'm helping and I'm calling baloney on that. No, you're not. <laughs> you're just enabling them. They have to have their stuff. You, they have to have their own thing. So you just have to have better boundaries about it and let them have their thing and leave it at that. But you tend yeah. to your own. The other thing I feel like is you feel like you're supposed to be, picture somebody in the 60s, like the shows when they show people in the 60s, guy's got a cigarette, he's kind of leaning up and he's super deep and he's feeling all these things. And you think that's where you're supposed to be. Well, you can be that way and you can feel the things of the world, but you're here to enjoy the world as it is. Right now, the things that you can. Put your feet into the sand. Go outside and let the wind touch your face. Go do things. And anytime you hear that you're being selfish, no, you're not. It's not selfish to bring yourself joy. This is how you give back to the world is by bringing yourself joy. Because merely feeling joyful gives back to the world. And if people are bugged by your happiness, like I can see some of your friends or just some maybe acquaintances, that's their deal. You can still be happy. Is there still a be happy. thing that you can think of that I that that relates to me that I can do, um, an ongoing kind of thing? You know what I mean? Because because even yep. if it's, I, yeah, I, I got they something. don't even Here have to be going through deep emotions. Just a person will I will they will affect me. If that right. makes sense. So you find your breath that helps you clear your fear. First of all, you should always bring yourself back to your breath, okay. and then you say something to yourself like. Today, I allow the light to lead me. I am here. I am whole. I am now. And then you press your feet into the ground. Imagine a white light coming up from the ground, surrounding you. This is a very divine light. It comes up through the ground. It actually comes up through you, up the top of your head, out through your head, and surrounds you in an egg-shaped glow. That's boundaries. That'll help your energy be with you instead of reaching out to everybody else. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, it does. It does. I appreciate it. Thank you're you for calling. You're a wonderful person. Jeff. Thank you for oh. one, thank you for oh. calling in. Always yep. nice yes, to hear from you. the guys. Thanks, Jeff. That's great. That's yes. wonderful. Chan from you're down welcome. in the valley. Yep. Yep. Very good. Very good. Our our next caller is Ellie from Chicago. Ellie, say hello to Jody Levon. Hello, Jody. It's nice to hear your voice. And I want to first say thank you for everything you shared in the early part of the hour. Um, I, I, I got a lot of a good insight from that. And I also spend my life trying to make a difference in others, which brings me joy. And uh, And I thank you for that. I'm really calling Thank because I, I have had a lot of experiences with the other side. My mom is a hundred and a half. She's very <laughs> with it uh, physically and mentally great. And I see her every day. And I have had experiences happening from the other side with her. She tells I'll me bet. She my dad. She sees my, my, my grandfather. She's talked to her mother. She sees her siblings. She sees her cousins. She sees friends. They're all around her. Right. 
and she's seen them in my townhouse, um, and, and we talk about that. Um, the point what I really want to make is my Aunt Gloria died on Rosh Hashanah three years ago, oh. and she has <laughs> been God. present, and I feel her presence. And uh, the eve of Rosh Hashanah, the, the, the night before, there was a clock on my wall cool, that has been up there for 12 years, and it came crashing down. And um, it was shocking to me. And it could have hit all of my special items that were underneath it, but it did not. And it hit the floor with intensity and did not break. And so Let me ask you a quick I, question before I forget. May I ask you a quick question? Do yeah. you, when you, when you think of your aunt or you feel like she might be around, do you get the chills or are you peaceful? Um, I am peaceful. Okay, so you don't get the chills. But I got the chills when what happened after that, and that is the following day, and Rosh, you know, the, the eve of the night of Rosh Hashanah, I decided to go into my garage to get a nail and a hammer to hang up the clock. And I went into the same drawer I go to all the time. And in the drawer was her keychain that said Gloria that I gave to her a million years ago with all the keys of her apartment on it. And I knew that she had to have caused the clock to fall in order for me, for me to find her keychain, um, letting me know that she's here. And, and my father's also left me something that I hadn't seen in, you know, since the sixties in my car, uh, which my mom and I talked about. Why did that get in there and how is that happening? So I just wanted to let you know this kind of thing is happening. I feel peaceful about it, but I also have to recognize that uh, my mom is probably partially um, on the other side, I guess you could say. Exactly. So she's when she sleeps or when she seems to sort of just be dozing off, she's connecting consciously or unconsciously with her loved ones on the other side and they're coaxing her. They're saying, when you're ready, we're here. They're opening their arms to her. So she's comfortable because your mom wants to be comfortable. So I want to say something about the clock coming off the wall, especially for everybody listening. That's unusual. Spirits don't always know their own energy. She was very passionate. And I feel like she was sort of about the rules. Did you guys do the 30 days of prayer for her? Did did you, did do you think she would feel like you did due diligence to pray for her soul? Just yes um, or no? Yes. Yes. Okay. Maybe not so, exactly the way that you said it, but I was with her up until the last second of her life. So I'm talking about Shloshim, you know, those 30 days afterward. I feel like I she was a rule follower and, she, and I feel like she's okay, but she needs to know that she's okay. And she she did want your attention. She didn't. She, your, your tchotchkes didn't tchotchkes. Your little figurines or your beautiful things. The clock could have broken. Didn't break, which is significant. But I I'm not so sure. I would really like a clock coming off my wall. So I would assert some boundaries with her and say, I I love when you visit. That kind of approach scares me. Makes me uncomfortable. And I and it breaks things. So it, is there, if there's a better way, you can do it in my dreams, or I'll be more open to your messages without you physically having to move something. There's something I feel like didn't get taken care of 
in her home the way she would have wanted it. And it's funny because I just feel like she wants to just say, I know that that happened and she's still at peace, but she really liked her own way. This is a woman who really, really liked it her way or the way she thought it was supposed to be. And so she's saying, I'm working through those things right now. I know you did your best. I'm working through those things. Does that make sense to you? Yes. So your boundaries. So with you, when you pick all this stuff up, it's so awesome, but you want to make sure again, that you reduce yourself. And that so when I walk into any space, I make sure I ground myself first. Well, I don't always do it. Sometimes I forget, but I try to always ground myself. Like I just said before, press my feet into the ground listen to myself breathe, imagine a beautiful light coming up through me from the earth and then around me. It's this universal love because, and and I say my name to myself. I think that's really important too. So that way, when spirits want to talk to you, you need to say, yes, I'll talk to you. Otherwise your energy gets drained. There's a lot about this in these calls. Otherwise your energy gets drained because hon, they don't have energy really to feed off. They don't have, they don't have food. They don't have sunshine. If they're earthbound, which I was a little concerned at first that your aunt was, they have sunshine on the other side. But I feel like there's a little bit of your aunt that is trying to feed off of things that are happening here. So that's why I was questioning if you felt um, if you felt a cold chill about her. I feel like she wants to make sure that that things were put at peace for her, that th- that there's nothing left undone. Okay. Thank you. So your boundaries are important. When somebody from the other side wants to talk to you, you want to be conscious of, okay, I'm going to open up to this, but then I'm going to close down to it. And icky things happening, uh uh-uh. You just say, yeah, no, not so much on that. Because you're here. We're here, everybody. We're here. This is our life, our body, our earth at the moment. And people trying to drain us, even if they're lovely people, if they keep coming, you want to say, hey, not right now. I'm doing this. And that way you control your own world and your own energy too. You're responsible for your energy and they're responsible for theirs, whether they're on the side or the other side. Wonderful. Well, that's great. Thank you, Allie, for the call. That opened up a whole new seam of conversation that people can learn from to find what, what are the interchanges? What are the exchanges between ourselves and those on the other side? It, yeah, very it, good. You, you know, can I, talk to people on the other side and, and they will hear you. And if they've got somebody who's a wonderful telephone, pardon the use of that casual phrase, Jody, with somebody as talented as a Jody LeVon, believe me. And Jody, you can back me up on this. What happens is they go, oh, I can go through her to, to get to my niece and whatnot. She'll know what to do because exactly. I think there's just a, it's a kind of, you know, it's a um, an illuminated spark. There's something that carries the signature of your own mediumship and your long years of practice that will attract people who think that in the most consecrated way they can make use of you. Exactly. And I've had to really assert my boundaries. My entire life has been about, about, about boundaries. And people on the other side try to get a hold of me, but people here try to get a hold of me and do that too. And I need to assert my own boundaries. Okay, excellent. We just have one more caller left. We're not going to take any more calls after this. Our last caller is Sean from Seattle. Sean, say hello to Jody Levon, and do you have a question for her? Hi, Jody. Um, I'm living in interesting, interesting times, and I want to hear what she has to say. 
You want to hear what I have to say about the interesting times in which we're living? In which I'm, I'm personally living. How's that? You're, okay, so what? it's interesting. I thought you were talking about globally because it's so... It's so, it's so interesting. <laughs> so do you feel, do you feel right now, Sean, by the way, I love your name, that you're sitting in your apartment and the world sort of feels like it's blowing up around you? It can be. Yes. Mm-hmm. But so, I, feel like I'm really, I feel like I'm really moving. I'm really, I'm, I'm catalyzed now. Well, do, you know, I don't remember where you said, you said you you live, but I get a New York-y feeling around you. So that means there's just a lot of commotion outside of where you are. So there's a lot of energy. Do you feel, um, do you, do you feel overwhelmed by other people's feelings? Like if you read the news or you look at the news, do you get overwhelmed in a, in just an, even in your best space, do you feel overwhelmed? I can, but you know, following Dr. Weil, I've been taking a news break for a while. Mm-hmm. So I would say for you, you it's great to take a news break. Break. It's also important to like. I think there's something called the skim that I really love to make sure that you know a little bit about what's going on locally to keep you safe. And so if you need to go to the store, if there's going to be a storm, and if you want to know something that's going on, this is so funny because I'm not an expert at this, but my friend Carrie Samuels is. Astrologically, you're very impacted by what goes on astrologically. Nevertheless, the biggest thing is you have to tune into what your actual basic needs are. Are you hungry? Are you thirsty? Are you tired? Do you need to get some exercise? Your guides are telling me to dial back into your body like we did when we were little and our parents helped us with this, but now you need to be your own parent, making sure that you get enough sleep. And there's a real question about that, whether you get too much or too little, there's something there for you and enough of the right foods, enough rest, enough fresh air and hugs. You need to bring yourself back to these basics every single day. What happens is you, you'll do it, and then you'll have a really good time, and then you'll lose track of that. You need to come back to it. If you get back to those basics, you will be much more clear thinking. Your guides are telling me that's what you need is clear thinking. So you don't feel like you're frozen, that you have that clear thinking, that you don't feel like you're blocked because you're not. It's that you're, you're stopped up. So if you start getting moving and taking those walks and getting that air and doing that breathing and getting enough to eat, very interesting, very interesting. It will bring you back to neutral. They're so clear with me. Oh my goodness. You must hear them loud and clear. Maybe you don't even know that you're hearing them, but they are loud and clear. Yes. Yeah. Um, I've gotten work, work with the nutritionist now. My protein was down. I'm getting better on that. Um, I have a little issue with my knee working with a physical therapist, but running is my big passion, and I'm getting back into that. And um, now that now sleep. Sleep is probably the biggest one that needs the uh, most attention of those. Right. You love that wind on your face. If you bring yourself back to that, really just bring yourself back to those, just like you are, you will feel different. And also for you to know that it's not for you to fix everything around you. It's you want to feel that peace within you, you do need to be with people more. You, you, do, you do need to be with people who are caring. Like take a walk with somebody who's really caring. Who's the uh, woman that you can really talk to? I'm feeling her energy around you. Oh, God. Could be a well, good friend, I have one cousin, person. someone you work I, with. I have one woman locally, but my, probably my best friend is um, halfway across the country. But I have a good friend here I haven't talked to in years. And we've even talked about meeting either this weekend or next weekend going through the arboretum that's exactly that's exactly what would really 
especially nature, just being around nature and having somebody to talk to, just being that friend that, that can listen is going to help. It's You don't need to be put into neutral. You need to be put into gear, and that will help put you in your gear. Good, good. Don't overthink it. Just just do it. Just do it. Thank you exactly. for calling in. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you, Sean. Sean are, you, are you still with us, Sean? Yes. I just want to suggest to you, sleep's a biggie. There, have you ever tried taking a recommended dosage of melatonin? No, I haven't. Melatonin okay. and valerian root, you can go to any supplement store, vitamin store, they'll tell you all about it. Melatonin and valerian root in combination is a non-pharmaceutical approach that I have found works to help me fall asleep and stay asleep a reasonable length of time. You might want to give it a try. I'll do that. Thank you. All Thank right. you, Sean. Thank you, Sean. Well, Jody, I have to say with each of the four callers we had, I think there was something for everybody to get. I know that I got something from all four of those callers. And as often happens, when you're talking to one person, you're actually talking to a whole group of people. Yes, to be true. And that's why those particular people came through and got, because there were other people that wanted to have a reading. That's why they were chosen by the universe and also you guys, because there are so many people out there that needed to hear the very same message. Same yes. is true with my events. If somebody has a reading, there might be eight people that need that very same message in that room of 75 or 100. It works like that. Get the goodies. I'm always about getting the goodies. I want to make sure we get your website out again which is theintuitivecoach.com, theintuitivecoach.com. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners about connecting with you on social media or any events or anything? I love social media. Find me on Instagram at Jody the Happy Medium. But I love, I, I'm, I'm on almost every social media except for TikTok. And I love when people follow me. I interact a lot. I want to say this has come to me the entire time we've been talking the books that I have, The Happy Medium, Awakening to the, Your Natural Intuition, and The Happy Medium, Speaking the Language, there are so many things about boundaries in those books. And I don't feel this. I mean, I love my books, obviously, and I love when people get them and read them. But in this particular hour, it kept coming to me from the very beginning. There's things in there that people could really use to help them with their boundaries and also to help them with their intuition and understanding how to get more information and how to talk to people on the other side with boundaries. There's so much to cover. I can't say it all now, but it's boundaries are so important, man. They will give you so much energy. If you have good boundaries, you have so much more energy and there's just not enough time to talk all about it here. And Especially we're out of time now. Thank, <laughs> Thank you, you Jody, Jody. LeVon. <laughs> You're the queen. Have a great weekend, everyone.